baby. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here. Yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's another episode of Black versus the Board of Education. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Miss Laureen, and I welcome you into this space. It is October 23rd, and I already got a sniffle in my ear. Jalen's over here chirping. <laughs> Is that AC just hit me? Is that what it was? It hit me on the forehead. Okay, it hit him on the forehead. That's what's up. Um, So today we're going to be kicking off our mindfulness series. This is part one of our mindfulness series. Keila, what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is living in the present moment. So you definitely have to. Yeah, you definitely have to get in the microphone. Go ahead. Uh But yeah, so you're living in the present moment. So basically being authentic and saying like. I had it in my head. It was perfect. Tag me in. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Mindfulness has to deal with grounding yourself and not thinking about the past, not thinking about the future, because when you do that, you tend to uh, cause anxiety and feel yeah. like anxious. Um, but when you ground yourself, you're staying in the present moment, thinking about your breath, thinking about, hey, I'm alive. Okay. So it's feeling things in the present moment. And today we're going to be talking about what's love got to do with it, right? A lot of times we're throwing around this word love, right? We have a very interesting, um, especially some of us has a very interesting definition of what love is. So just quickly, when you guys think of the word love, what comes to mind? Jalen? Oh, you know what? I done messed up. I didn't even yeah. let y'all introduce like, yourself. Yeah, I'm I just getting to, into the yeah. conversation because, you know, I'm just used to I was that. Gonna, I was uh, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself and then tell us your definition of love. Uh, hello, my name is Jalen. And um, my definition of love is more than like. More than like. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nah, when I think of love, I think of unconditional. Unconditional. Oh, yeah. Okay. Keela. So, yeah, I'm Keela. Um, definitely agree. Unconditional and like. I feel like you do certain things for certain people if you love them. Mm. Adrian. My name's Adrian. Uh, yeah, both mm. what they said, I agree with. Uh huh. Um, Is that how you define love, though? Yeah, I define it more by actions than what you say. Okay. Um, I think showing your love is the best way to. I don't know. Show, you, you don't know. Showing your showing <laughs> your love is the best way to be in love. Okay, showing it so. Um, there's different types of love, you know, you guys have heard of that book, Love Languages. Yes. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't look that one up, but I know like sometimes acts of service, Uh which is what you say you show people, right? Sometimes gifts, you know, are, is how you show your love to other people. Can you think of any other ones? Words Um, of affirmation. Words of affirmation. That's my love language. Is there one more? Uh, Uh, Two more. Two more. Physical touch. Quality and quality time. time. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really too big on physical oh, touch. To be honest with you, that's not my love language. Like, stop touching me. Don't do that. I don't like it. <laughs> I thought that was mine, <laughs> but it's not mine. Anymore. That's not yours? Nah, I thought it was, but it's not. Okay. All right. So what is your love language? I think it's words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. So that means a lot to you when people say kind things, right? Yeah. What, and you said, no, what did you say? Mine's words of affirmation as well. Okay. Mine's, they like me twin. 
Uh, <laughs> so triplet? No. Yeah. Right. I'm like, dang. I like we toy. Um, mine's words of affirmation and quality time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm definitely words of affirmation. I think you know, it's more than it has to be what you say, but also what you do. So acts of service is another one of mine. So, well, um, go ahead. Sorry, but uh, what's it called? So I think mine's words of affirmation, but like how I like to be is. <laughs> Wait, I was like, where's that music coming from? I, I hear, I, I hear Tina. Elevator. I like. <laughs> I hear Tina Turner. Hold I on, like, I got right. you. Are we taking a break? <laughs> commercial. Okay, you were saying what? Okay, so yeah, I think I need words of affirmation, but uh-huh. like my love language is uh, like acts of services. Okay, so, so I have like to do things for others. Gotcha. Right, that's, so how, that's how I express like my love. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Okay, so you know, I asked my friend Chat GPT, just give me a definition of love, right? Mm-hmm. And they said love is a complex and multifaceted emotion that can be challenging to define precisely. It often involves deep affection. You said more than like. Yes, yep, absolutely. <laughs> uh huh. Care and an emotional connection with someone or something. Love can manifest in various forms and intensities. So there are several different types of love, right? There's romantic love, right? You know, mm-hmm. the ones that they like to put in movies. That don't be the real right. thing, but go ahead. Right. I have a question what? to that. Yeah. We can we don't have to answer it now, but do we believe do you believe in love at first sight? Uh yeah, I've been married what <laughs> 16, 17 years. So yeah, I I would say I do. Not let let's be clear. That don't mean I like him all the time and he probably don't like me. So you but the I first time him. you seen him, you knew you loved him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about we met in December? We were boyfriend and girlfriend in February, married in June. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. Imagine All that. Right. <laughs> All right. They move fast. So, <laughs> shut up. They move fast. <laughs> when you know, you know. When you know, you know. That's that. <laughs> so, romantic love, then there's familial love, you know, uh-huh. the love between family members, such as the love between parents, children, or among siblings. There's platonic love, love that is non sexual and non romantic, um, often experienced in deep friendships. Then there's self love, the love of acceptance of oneself, which is important for mental and emotional well being. That's a big one. Then there's agape love. I heard both of y'all mentioned agape love, I which know is. That one. Which what is it? That is the most. That's the deepest love that you can have, which is unconditional. Unconditional love, often associated with selfless love and mm-hmm. compassion for others, regardless of their flaws and shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's spiritual love, related to one's faith or spiritual beliefs, often involving a connection between a higher power or the universe. I don't know nothing about that. Um, I don't know nothing about no universal connections. I just, I, I mean, I wasn't raised like that. Right. But to each his own. And then there's passionate love, an intense, overwhelming feeling of love that often is experienced in the early stages of romantic relationships. Call that the honeymoon phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why do you think that is? Why yeah. do you think that passionate love is is right in the early parts? Because when you first meet somebody, you don't really, it takes about a couple months for you to see their true selves. Because uh-huh, they be sending their representative. Yeah, everybody can, mm-hmm. everybody can hide who they really are for the first couple months and then so you think everything's all sweet, bubbly, and then what happens? You. What happens? That person that they were trying to cover up comes to light. Mm, based on what? What makes that person come to comfortability. light? Comfortability. Oh, comfortability. What else? What do you think? 
time. Ooh, yeah, time is, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. when people have to deal with challenging situations, mm-hmm. that real person comes out because you start to see exactly what's been going on kind of dormant yeah Yeah. habits habits start to manifest what else what else happens over time i just just, girl you in a whole relationship what happens over time i don't know like i feel like kind of like what everybody was saying like you feel comfortable and then it's kind of like okay well sometimes like i don't want to give like you know how like the whole percentage thing that everyone says like oh like 50 50 /50? yeah like Mm -hmm. i don't believe in that i feel like if i'm at a 70 and then he's at a 30, like, okay, I got to put through on that, like, if that makes sense. But I feel like people don't respond to that well. Like, a lot of people do want either equal or if not more. Mm. Okay. So how do different types of love impact our decisions and our actions in various aspects of our life? I think you put certain people on a pedestal, mm. depending on what ty- how you view them in your love. Um, because I think for most people, you'll say the hierarchy is God, family, friends, or significant other. So then that's already a power. That's already a dynamic of love right there. So you're going to put your spiritual love first, familial love second, and then you'll put maybe your, well, this is for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying everybody, but um, then you'll put your uh, romantic or slash platonic right there. So that's already, you're already doing hierarchy right there Mm. do you guys assume because you know we read down a bunch of different types of love do you guys assume that parents or your family is supposed to love you in a specific way or do you expect that they will love you in a specific way and when they don't meet those expectations does it change how you feel towards them yeah Absolutely. I think everyone, or at least me speaking, I feel like I expect, especially people that have raised you, right? And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you're not showing me any of that. So I feel like I like kind of distance myself. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's just in general anyways, because I feel like if you're not putting in the effort, why should I? Mm-hmm. So then is your love conditional? Because both of y'all just told me about unconditional love. But, like, but do we have conditional love for specific people if they don't meet our... Absolutely. Okay. Talk to me. Um, Because, for example, you can have family members that you might not really like like that, mm-hmm. but you can still love... You can love them, but not familially. Because I, when I think of familial love, I'm thinking mom, dad, sisters, and then you got cousins. There's some cousins you'd be like... Ah. Mm. They cool. They cool. So, but you don't love them? I love them maybe uh, platonically. I probably put them on the same <laughs> as my. I probably. I what like. The, I, probably, I probably put them on the same as my friends. Uh-huh. You know? Like, uh-huh. I probably. I probably have some friends that I like more than my cousins. Is that because you invest in the relationship more? I think both sides do. Oh, so you're saying on each end? Yeah. Like that person and you. Yeah. What so, do you mean? With your friendships? I think you have certain people that will invest into that relationship that you have more than family will. Mm. Why do you think that is? Um, because I don't know. I think mm. it's, it's it, it varies from situation to situation. Maybe that might not be the way, the way that you might feel love mm-hmm. may not be the way that they show love. So mm-hmm. you might take it as a, as a thing where they're not giving me what I need. So I can't really go to them and mm-hmm. get what I need from as to feel like they care about me. Mm. 
So I'm going to challenge you, though. Okay. I want you to go a little. I want you to process it because we're talking about mindfulness, mm -hmm. right? Are you assuming that they have the skills to love you the way you want to be loved? Um, Sometimes you do because you see that. I'm talking about you. Well, so, no, sometimes I do okay. because I can see them do different things for other people. Mm, so you're basing the weight, but you're not taking into account the different type of relationship they mm -hmm. may have had. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you just, all you can go, like for me, all I can go off of what I see. Yeah. I see that you are acting this way towards this person, but then when I come around, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. So I know that you're capable of showing that, but you don't show that mm. to me. Okay. And then I have to take a step back. Understood. Yeah. What Understood. I was going to say was, um, I feel like with parents, at least, like you have a certain expectation, right? Because they're your parents. And then I feel like as you get older, it's like, yeah, that's my mom. Or like, yeah, that's my dad. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, they're not following the things that, you see them as people now, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I feel like you know what you want in a person, regardless of who that person is, even on a higher pedestal or not. Because mm -hmm. you know how you want to be treated and you know how you give love. And yeah, they might not have the skills mm -hmm. or whatever, but I feel like as you're growing, you see people for that. Yeah. And like, yeah, at the end of the day, it's my mom. Or like, that's my dad. I still love them, but I'm going to be distant. Mm. And so I'm going to challenge you too. I'm going to, because okay. it's my job to do that, right? Yes, ma'am. So you're saying you now see your parents as people. Yeah. What did you see them as before? Yeah, like, like, not like, not something extreme like God, but like, you know, like, just definitely something that I wanted to be, because obviously I've seen, you know, they had their stuff together or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, they seem like very successful people. We have, I have a lot of siblings, so I'm like, obviously they're happy. But then you know, like you get What's older. What's love got to do with that? Yeah, like you know what yeah. I mean. Like it's like you get older. You know yeah. what I mean. You see different perspectives. You see different mm -hmm. things going on within. So it's just as you get older, I feel like everything kind of changes. Yeah, and as people are watching today, please feel free to chime in um, in the chat. We love to read your comments and we want to get you inside this conversation. We're talking about what's love got to do with it. This is our first episode of our mindfulness week. Uh, mindfulness is just being present in the in the present moment and understanding the feelings and working through those feelings. And Adrian has been very, very quiet. Um, so I'm going to ask you, I'm going to try to ask you what I asked them. How do you how do different types of love impact decisions and actions in various aspects of your life? In my life? Yeah, in your life. How do you love people? Yeah. How does the ability that you have to love, how is that uh, manifesting in your life? I think, I think the way I show love is really by acts of service. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not good at like communicating types of love. Does that make sense? Okay. Because, you know, I'm going to challenge you on that. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not good at communicating. Okay. Is why do you think, because you honed in on communication, right? And this is a whole podcast. So um, I like challenge y'all to communicate. Why do you feel like that? So talk to me about why you think it's a challenge for you to communicate things. For me, it's like when I try, it, I got cringe. It's you a cringe. cringy feeling. Ooh. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. Now, is this in platonic love? Is it in romantic love? Is it in your family relationships? Where do you find that that cringe come in the most? Is it any type of love you're trying to show? or? I would say before it was family love. I feel like now it's more romantic. 
Okay. Because um, before, like, I was only really able to say I love you to my mom in text. Oh. Like, once you say I love you, like, it made me cringe to say I love you back. Oh. Or, like, my grandparents are like, it just made me cringe. But now I'm Why? Like, you don't love them? I do love them. <laughs> so why are you cringing? <laughs> Does it it's, make you feel funny? Yeah, it's just it a just... weird feeling. And How many times have people told you they loved you in your life? My mom tells me she loves me every day. And it's, when she says it, do you cringe or do you cringe mm. at the thought of saying it back? I don't anymore. Okay. But when you did, is it responding to that? It was responding, yeah. Okay. Is it based on what you saw? In terms of, do you not feel the love or did you not believe that it was true? Like, what was it that caused the cringe? I just think I really wasn't used to it. Because mm-hmm. uh, really, it would only be for my mom. Mm-hmm. So I really wasn't used to hearing that from other people. So when I, I wasn't used to saying it to other people. Gotcha. So I... Like, I got good at saying it back to my mom because we said it every day. Okay. And the reason I'm asking, so I'll just be transparent, too. So I grew up in a single-parent household, you know. Um, Although I can tell my mom I love her, it's kind of weird, right? I just want to show her. I just want to show her. I don't want to get all, you know. That's how my siblings Um, (laughs) But um, being that I grew up with my mom, when my dad would call, And my dad would say things like, I love you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, where you been? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I would I wouldn't always say it back because I realized I was harboring something against him Mm -hmm. for his absence. And so that's why I'm asking you, Mm -hmm. you know, the reason you don't say it back is that due to disappointment, is that due to failure? Is it due to a disconnectedness? Like, what is it that we're talking about? Because I also, I believe that sometimes parents don't realize the gravity of their decisions, right? In terms of being here or not being here. They don't realize the the response the child will have, right? Or you may have parents who are in the home, but disconnected, right? And your relationship is fragile or fragmented because, yeah, you're here but I don't feel the love, right? And so I'm just trying to understand because I, I understand a lot because I know y'all, they don't know you guys. So when you're talking about you were cringing or you see your parents as people, because they've always been people. Yeah, They were just people coupled with your expectations of how they were going to love you. And you know, the relationship changes mm-hmm. once your children hit adulthood, yeah. right? So is it because of the, the expectations you had of people and maybe people don't love you like your mom has loved you or has showed you love. And so that's why you feel weird when other people's like, uh-uh, what's your, what's, what's your, what's your, what's your angle? Like, why yeah. are you telling me that? Right. So I'm just wondering. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as you process what I'm saying, cause I see well, y'all's no, brains no, moving. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to say, you know how you were saying like your friends and mm. almost like your cousins, like you, you have a different expectation for them. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of where I'm coming from with parents, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I've done a lot of things for my friends and they've done a lot of things for me and like, you know, parents vice versa. But then, you know, I feel like as you get older and, you know, you 
you go to college or like you do all that other stuff and like you kind of disconnect from your parents at least that's what I did mm-hmm. kind of like I didn't really ask them for things because I could do it anyways because I'm grown mm-hmm. so well, I didn't yeah that's why I put the quotes but I'm like I don't know like I just think like because not to put my personal life out there but, well I mean no, but, that's how people are going to get to know you say, so right? yeah like I started like doing like adult things in high school like I got what a is job. adult what like, is adult okay, things? So, like, I got a job had to pay bills I had okay. to pay rent at 18. I was 18 in December and I'm still, I'm paying rent in high school. Hmm. Yeah. As soon as you hit 18. As soon as I hit 18, like rap, like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like I got hit differently than some of my other siblings. Now, let me ask you something before you go mm-hmm. to your other siblings. When you say you were paying rent, mm-hmm. were you paying $100? Were you paying so, half the rent? Like so, what was the expectation of you as someone who turned 18? It's it's okay. So I know for a fact I was paying like one fifty, mm-hmm. and then I paid my phone bill. And then basically, if my mom asked for groceries or something, I would do it. Okay. But that was just at eighteen. It started progressing mm-hmm. as I got older. I moved out at twenty three. Okay. So I was paying a good amount of money plus mm-hmm. my own bills. So like you know, car insurance, car, you know, like stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. it's like I feel like you hold people to that. But I feel like my friends, at least lately, or not lately, maybe like before, but they had a higher love connection for me rather than my parents because mm-hmm. they were doing things for me that my parents would not do for me. Now talk to me about that. Like what? Like, I feel like at least like, like I don't talk to my dad about things because he's very um, closed minded. He mm-hmm. acts like he isn't, but he is. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, she's kind of not like affectionate and I'm super affectionate. Like, I feel like I just scream love. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So like, it's, we don't connect sometimes. So okay. it's just there's a disconnect. Gotcha. So I have a question. Do you ever feel like um like with the growing up and you see people as people, do you ever feel anything like seeing other people's parenting styles? Um and be like I feel not like, even a jealous thing, but like see are are you talking parenting styles or are you talking about the relationship they currently have with their parents? That one, yeah. Okay. That one so looking at other people and their relationships that they have with their parents, yeah. you're saying, do do yeah. you ever get jealous? Or kind of, yeah, yeah, jealous. Okay. Or... Um, growing up, no. I had a very good relationship with my parents. We were all very close, mm-hmm. you know. And like I was, I had siblings. There's four of us, so we were like always yeah. together, and like we were always connected through that. But then I feel like, yeah, like I said, as I got older, it's it shifted because now there's grown people. There ain't there like, five of y'all. Yeah, but you know, I'm not oh. counting myself. You're not counting yourself. You said there was four of us. Oh, well, my little brother's, you know. But that's still five. Okay, five. Legit. Okay. Five. I just wanted to know. Little dude. Little dude. Yeah. But <laughs> but like I said, I grew up with my sisters and then, then my brother came around. So it oh, was yeah. just like, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Let me and and I, I understand your question. Let me go back to it. Okay. But do you think that you and your siblings were treated differently? Yes. <laughs> Why? I couldn't tell you. No, why do you think that? Oh, Only you can tell me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like uh, I was supposed to be like an older sibling role because I'm a middle child. So like Me too. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. it's always kind of like, a okay, I'm the older child, but like, I'm still. I'm not that old. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so it's, it's like, I always had like trouble kind of fitting which part mm-hmm. I was. So mm-hmm. then since I already had trouble, it was kind of like, okay, well, 
I'm gonna do what I want anyways. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. So you were the rebel child. Yeah. Okay. And so do you think because of the decision you made to do what you want, do you think that that is why your relationship may be fractured now? Because for every action, mm-hmm. there's a reaction and or a consequence. I learned that in chemistry. Um, what? You learned that in chemistry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to say yes, but yeah. like at the same time, I feel like my older sister, like she definitely got away with a lot more things. Well, the but, older ones always do. But you know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I, I follow her younger. because she's older, Stop right? It. So I'm like, I do. Uh-huh. the younger ones do. Stop Goodness. it. No, no. Now, now I'm experiencing that right now with the older brother. He's off the charts. But anyways. I'm telling you. The, younger, <laughs> um, the youngest be getting the treatment for real. Oh, Talk gosh. About Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I uh, feel like since I had an older sister, I like, you know, like looked up to her and I was doing things. That she was doing? She was doing. And you can't get away with it? And I can't get away with it, but yet. I have twin sisters or t- little twin sisters. So, like, they didn't really do anything. They were scary. But, I mean, <laughs> they're successful. So, I mean, maybe I should have been scary, too. Oh, <laughs> Lord. But, you know, so that's why I'm like, there was always kind of like that trouble of, like, fitting in for yeah. me. Because it was like, okay, I'm not an older sibling. But, like, I am an older sibling. But, like, okay, you're treating me like mm-hmm. I'm younger than the twins. And I didn't like that. Oh, because they had to reel you in. You was doing too much, boo. Yeah. You know, they that's yeah. what I said. They you know? little bro- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they little bro- you. They did. They little bro- you. They little bro- <laughs> but, like, but unintentionally, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like my parents pushed that on them, yeah. not them yeah. doing that to me. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. What That's saying. what I realized yeah. as I got older, though. And I feel like that didn't really start happening until, like, 18, 19 anyways. It okay. wasn't like high school. I was doing crazy stuff. So back to Jalen's question. And anybody can answer this. Anybody in the chat? I see we have quite a few of you all watching today. Um, do you ever look at folks in their relationships with their parents and get jealous because you don't have that same relationship with your parents no I'm not like to be honest and I don't know I feel like Jalen's gonna disagree with me but I'm not really like a jealous person I don't know you yes you I feel like he's gonna say something smart because that's Jalen y'all know that but anyways so yeah I feel like I, I didn't really get jealous. And like I said, as I was younger, I did have a very good relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my relationship was better than my parents or my relationship was better than your my siblings? friend's parents. Oh, your friend's parents. Yeah, because I feel like like I went to my friend's And you're house. talking present day, right? You're I'm not talking any at any time. Yeah, was, oh, yeah uh, that no. was the question at any time. Like, and even mm-hmm. now, like even now, I'm kind of just like, it is what it is. Like, I don't really get jealous of things. Mm. It's not like I'm like, oh my God, I wish it was me. Like, no, I'm just kind of like, it is what it is. I'm going to do my thing. And like, they can do their thing and we come together. And that's that. Adrian, what do you think? Do you ever look at other people's relationships with their parents and find moments where you're Yeah, that's the thing. Jealous? I don't think, yes. Yeah, I don't think it's like a jealous thing. It's just like a moment. Like, ah, man, I wish. I wish yeah. my mm-hmm. mom or dad like, were like that. That's all I'm asking. Just yeah, like, no, ah, I, I wish. did a lot of stuff with my parents. Yeah. Like, actively. Uh, I don't think I ever got jealous. It was definitely like, because I'm thinking of this moment where I have a friend. And I'm thinking his family dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's like three siblings and lives with his mom. And every time, like they say, I love you to each other. Every time they stop talking to each other. It's like they're going to bed. I love you. I'm leaving. I love you. Mm-hmm. They hang up off the phone. All right. I love you. And at first I thought it was weird. Cause I'm like, why are you saying it that much? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I'm uh, as I noticed him doing it more and more, I'm like, maybe... That's how like a good family is supposed to be, where mm. they're able to communicate just their love, even even if it's like something as as insignificant as just I'm going to the store, but I love you, like because you never yeah. know. Yeah, 
what yeah. could happen. Yeah. yeah. And I think growing up, I probably was a little envious, I'll be honest, um, especially of little girls with their dads. I always had this fantasy in my mind that I was going to be daddy's little girl, right? Mm. Um, that dissipated over time, yeah. right? And I would look at girls with their dads and be like, dang. Or even present day, watching Brandon, you know, with Jada as she yes. grew up. Mm. I'm like, man, that's what it's like to have a dad. Yeah. Man, I missed a lot, right? And so I don't know if that's considered jealousy, but I think reflecting on kind of missed moments, yeah. um, what I think would have helped me develop better as a real, as a well-rounded person, I think that had I had my dad in my life, that I probably wouldn't have been really as reckless as I was in my teenage, early 20s. Um, I would have thought more. I probably would have valued myself more. I would have, because um, I've always served people, um, but I think I would have had a different identity or a different way I interpreted myself when I looked in the mirror mm-hmm. if the first man that was in my life validated that. Yeah. Um, and those those are the things that I think about, right? Yeah. And so when you ask that, what are you referring to or what what made that come up? Um, just because, like, I had a moment uh, probably a couple, like, maybe a couple years ago where I was with my friend. Mm-hmm. And every single time that we would go out, it was like, it would be him, his dad, and his sibling. And it's like, dang. That's, I want that. That's, that's hard right there. Yeah. I like that. You know, mm-hmm. it just feels good just to have that presence. Of, yeah. You know, the 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 big the big homies there with you. Mm-hmm. You know, the big homies there with you, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, I was like, dang, this is nice. Um, mm-hmm. And then in that moment, I was like, yeah, I wish I wish that um, you know, you like you said, you you know, you have moments where you'd be like, man, I wish that we could have done this more when I was growing up. Right. You know, and it, it's not even the fact of I wish I was in his position. I just wish that I could have done more of this growing up. Yeah. With yeah. your own dad. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's just more that's just more so uh, what it is, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think that 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 is an honest assessment, mm-hmm. right? And I think that sometimes when we're in a position to really reflect, right, and be mindful, mm-hmm. right, and really reflect about how and what shaped us into the individuals that we are, it's important that we kind of pick out those things that maybe challenged us as we were growing up. Um, if for those of you just joining us, we are talking about what's love got to do with it. This is the first part of our mindfulness series. Um, and we look forward to just kind of delving in week by week as we go into different things. Cause I'm trying to think, and I know we have a, a one for next week, but we're going to put rejection in as part of our mindfulness series, because how we deal with that and you know, y'all don't cry on me. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna talk about that and so um yeah if you have a comment uh hot water cornbread we see you in the chat if you have a comment feel free to just let us know where you're at and how you're feeling and if you know what your definition of love is and how you you questions yeah questions are are um encouraged in this format and saying that i got a whole nother question it says love is often associated with positive emotions but can love also be a source of conflict or division oh yes talk to me what are we talking about oh my goodness sometimes you you think you in love and you ain't even <laughs> love man that's what that's what really it comes down to because like people be my thing is this uh-huh. I don't understand the people be like, oh, happy one month. I love you. I don't, I really don't understand personally 
I don't know if you can love somebody that fast. I can. You can? hundred percent. Okay. I don't. <laughs> but women are more emotional. Okay. okay. Um, a lot of times, I mean, I, I can absolutely tell people that I love them and, you know, it's not a big deal for but, me to say that. Like, yeah. But is it like how they say they love you in the South? Or is it like how they say? Well, how they say it in the South is really associated with hospitality. That's what I'm saying. So is it a hospitality thing? It may be a hospitality thing. It depends on who I'm talking to, right? Okay. Um, So if I meet a family that we're serving, right, I can say I have love for that family or I love that family. In order to be able to do the things that we do to in order to protect families, Mm -hmm. you have to walk around with some type of love in you. I'm talking more romantic love. That's my... No, no, that's lust. See... That's what I think. That's my whole that's thing. That's lust. When you first meet somebody, yeah. like, come on now. That's my I thing. Could, I told that man I loved him, but I'm telling you, he was fine. Like, I'm, I saw with my eyes, right? Mm. And because you see with your eyes first, you something looks good to you. Something is intriguing about you. I loved his voice, right? Yeah. So he would talk and he had, I mean, y'all hear him. He's hecka loud now, but, you know, <laughs> I thought it was, it was, it was something, right? And so... It was. It wasn't long before we said we love each other. Yeah. But it's one thing to say it at the beginning, and then find out all the flaws. Um, do you guys remember that song? And uh, it's a Beyonce song, uh, "Flaws and All." Uh, I don't know why you love me, and that's why I love you. You catch me when I fall. You set me flaws and all. No, probably. Yeah, that's my jam. That's, that's my jam. jam. Um, because when you grow up. And you start to realize that life has a, a way of tearing you down. Mm-hmm. And if you're not walking around in love, you will be consumed with bitterness and you will take out your anger on other people. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how people treat me, yes, I have my moments, you know, when I, I've had enough. But at the end of the day, I am love, right? Yeah. I'm a show love. I'm a come in here and I'm a give 120% every day. But that's not romantic love. Yeah. What it, what type of love is that? That is, that might be, that sounds like agape. Talk to me. That sounds like agape. That's right. You know, unconditional. Mm-hmm. No matter Regardless what. Regardless of how yeah. I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I have an obligation to love the people around me. Mm-hmm. We may be the only type of love they get. Right. Yeah. And we're going to talk about how this, we're going we to morph into the educational system in a minute. Um, Because I got some questions about that because we're going to tie this all together. But when we're talking about love, you know, it's it's more than just a word. It's more than just a a thought or an emotion. Right. How do we. Excuse me. Look at how do we show love even though we don't feel lovable? Um, (laughs) you go, you just. I mean, it's cliche, but you just got to be, you got to be nice to people. Really? I think that's. Now think about the question I asked. How do you show love when you're not feeling lovable? When you don't feel loved yourself? Oh, how can you show love? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> you was about to give me an answer. <laughs> yeah, but the, the question that I heard uh-huh. was not the question that you asked. Okay, tell me what you, <laughs> tell me what you heard. I don't even remember no oh, more. No. Now, now you said I'm you got to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do have to be nice, yeah, right? But, but how I be nice if I don't feel nice? I don't know. That's the question. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, that's hard. I think like presence, like showing up still. That's mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. still being 
in there like, yeah, you don't feel lovable or like, you know, say something happens. Like, I'm still here, though. Okay. Like, I'm still like, say, if you are having issues, I'm still doing that every day with you. Mm -hmm. I'm doing that with you still. Yeah. So consistency. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. That's the only one I could think of. But you didn't think of that. Keila brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Keila's talking today. Keila's talking. She a chatty patty. Listen. So, so you don't feel lovable. Yeah. How do you show love, Adrian? I mean, you can. Can you even show love? Can you? Because I mean, like, if you don't feel like you can be loved, then I'm assuming that means you don't love yourself, Mm. which in turn means you really don't know how to show love to other people. Or give love to other people. Spitting right now. <laughs> he said you're bars. Spitting. You're spitting right now. <laughs> oh, you're spitting. Okay, I can I can dig it. Um, yeah. You don't feel lovable. I would imagine that's how some of our folks who are depressed feel. Mm-hmm. So can what can you do to show those people love besides showing up, right? Um, when I don't feel lovable. I'm going to turn on some music and I might need just a good cry. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of some of the lies that, you know, people tell us or yeah. we, those little voices in our mind tell us that we're not lovable. Yeah. Um, and so I try to focus on things that communicate otherwise, mm-hmm. whether it's music, it could be a book. I'm, yeah. I'm really into, especially when I'm feeling a certain way, I'm going to pick up a Bible. That's me. Um, I will pick up, um, I don't know. I I like books. Um, I like things that speak positive affirmations, right? Because that's that's my love language, right? Um, and sometimes I just cry, and I allow people to be there for me, like I'm there for other people, mm. right? You're bad at that. Yeah. Why? I don't let people in that easily. Why? I just don't. Uh, it depends on who it is. I feel like yeah. I feel like like I said I feel like. Like, especially like work, like let's talk about work. I feel like since I'm gonna be with everyone every day, anyways, I you have to kind of know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like I feel like outside like friends, I feel like I took I take precautions. Like I So I does do, that mean you can't be your authentic self? I'm like, yeah, because I just tone it down. You know? But why? Because oh, no, you're talking to me. I just bro, bro, No, bro. you don't know me, right? Oh I forgot. I didn't know you my fault. That's right. Anyways. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I just I just feel like not, not like everyone deserves that, but like, I just don't want to. I feel it. Like, that's just like, I feel like if, if the opportunity presents itself, like something dramatic happens to me and you so happen are right there. Yeah. I'm going to do what I got to do. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to go reach out to that person. Or even if that person reaches out to me, I, w- I would say like the basics, but I wouldn't go in depth on how I feel. Mm-hmm. I like, I journal. Okay. So like journal. I, yeah. So like okay. I write and stuff. Or so like, these are tools, right? Yeah. That people can use. Yeah. And that's why I'm asking you guys when yeah. you don't feel that, because yeah. we don't know who's listening, right? right. Mm-hmm. So what kind of tools would you give them if they're not? So I gave them go. I gave them the Bible. Everybody don't have to believe, but they have some really good stuff in there, especially in Proverbs. Go ahead yeah. and look that up. Um, and I I use music. Yeah. Right. So what type of tools or things do you think you have in your toolbox to process when you feel unlovable? I call people. You call people. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big, uh, I, I talk through my problems um, because when I have um, actually me talking 
through my problems makes me realize I have the answer. Mm. Um, and it's just, do I want to fix that problem or not? Mm. Because like half the time when I'm just, I'll call my, I call my grandma all the time when I'm having a real problem. Mm -hmm. I'll call my grandma and she'll just sit there and just listen to me. And the whole time I'm listening, while she's listening to me, I'm just bringing up new things. I'm like, oh yeah, and this happened and this happened. And she'll be like, so what did we gather from all of this? (laughs) And then I'll be like, shout out to Shannon. And I'll be like, yeah, okay. (laughs) I know what to do. Okay. Yeah. Um, Prayer is also a good one. You yeah. said you do what? Journaling. You do journaling. What about you? I like silence, so I'll sit, sit outside. In solitude. Yeah, I'll go outside. Do you meditate outside. or you just sit in silence? I just sit and think. Okay. Um, Like if I can't go outside in my room, I'll turn on like white noise with my speaker. Okay. And I'll just lay and think or I'll go outside, sit out, think. Okay. Uh, just gather thoughts. Not going outside in nature and Taking just a walk? sitting. No. no, but sitting in nature really? is crazy. I heard I'll sit by some water. I want to say I heard that like um <laughs> like if you like in nature. ground yourself yeah. like barefoot. Oh yeah, I ain't doing that though. I'm just saying, oh, like yeah. I heard that really like no, I, I heard that too. You're grounded, like you're literally within yeah, you in the dirt. Hmm. Well, we have a question dirt. in the chat. It should it says, Should you love others who hurt you? Parents, siblings, friends, relatives. Ooh, ooh, should you? I, I feel like that's how you have to grow. Like, you kind of. Well, I can to... love you and stay the hell away from you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How about like, that? Yeah. I don't know, though. Yeah. Because I, I have to make sure that, one, if you're not sorry about hurting me, you do not get access to me. That's period. Um, if it's something that can be fixed, you know, I'm a really big proponent in. Um, allowing or releasing people so that I don't have that on my conscience. Yeah. Some people call it forgiveness. Um, I don't need that on my conscience. That does not mean I do blanket forgiveness um, because I don't know if I subscribe to all that. What I will do is release people and you can stay away from me. That's the best way for us to move forward, regardless of if you're in my family or not. Is that love? Yes. It is love. Because if if I'm if I allow you around me uh-huh. and you're not sorry for hurting me, we may go at it. So in order to maintain my self awareness and my my self regulation, you have to stay away from me, and I have to stay away from you. That does not mean that we can't be in the same vicinity of one, like say a family party or whatever, and I'll be cordial, but we will not have a relationship moving forward. And I'm okay with that. But you still love them. I do from a distance. Absolutely. No, because you don't know what. I don't. That doesn't sound like love. It just sounds uh-huh. like you. You you just okay with them? No. Know? If they're toxic, why do they need to be in my vicinity? I know, but that's. I love you toxic, enough to you... let you go over there <laughs> and bother somebody else. But you said you said so. What did you say about forgiveness? Like no, no blanket forgiveness, but you will release them and let them uh, do. So, like you know, some people have a very um, toxic way that they um, interpret forgiveness. That means I can keep doing things to you, yeah. and you don't have you just a, a punk, and I'm just gonna keep sunning you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and you're supposed to forgive that. Yeah, what I can do is I can remove myself from that situation, and you go bother somebody else. Like that's kind of like acceptance. Is it? Uh, no. 
No, not like forgiveness, but I'm saying like what you just said, like that. I feel like that. When people show you who they are, believe them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you just gotta accept the fact that that's what they did and like whatever. Keep. I feel like that's more like though. Personally, you feel what now? I don't think that's love. How not? What's not love? I don't even think it's like it's. It's just like because like I what I don't. don't Well, how do you know you love someone? How do I know that I love somebody? Mm -hmm. If I care for them. Uh huh. Right. So I can care from you from a distance because putting right. you in my vicinity, you chose to disrespect or harm me, right? So are, does well, like, love do you mean care? you have to accept everything that everybody gives you? I don't know. You don't know? I mean, that's agape love, right? Yeah. Unconditional. Yeah. I didn't say I had unconditional love for that particular person. Right. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> And that doesn't mean it was conditional, but how many times do you allow somebody to violate your boundaries? One. Right? One. That doesn't mean you don't love them. That just means you're a habitual line stepper and I'm just not, I'm, I'm, my line is going to be drawn way over there now. I have a question. Do you feel like you have to love your family members? I, I feel like it's... Like- I think there's an ex- a, a expectation mm-hmm. of that. Some right. people are not lovable. To be perfectly honest, like there are some people who have kept family secrets, knowing that certain family members do certain things that are not okay. You know, sometimes they call him the little crazy uncle in the addict or, you know, oh, he's just that way. No, you do not have to accept people's toxicity. That does not mean you don't love them or have love for them. But some people just, I don't know. I I can't, I can't allow, as I grow up and I, I get older and I'm, I got a lot of years on y'all. We don't have to equate abuse with love. If you're abusive, I can love you from over there. Like, I can't do that and still be okay as a person. But do you have to love them at all? Well, we're commanded to love one another. I mean, it depends on how you, <laughs> who you believe in, how you believe in what you want to do. Uh-huh. Again. For God so loved the world, right? He didn't. He knew some of y'all was gonna be tripping, but that don't mean okay. <laughs> he doesn't leave the door open to forgive, uh, okay. to uh, put those relationships right again. But that's a two two parties thing. Yeah, like I can't say, okay, our relationship is straight, and then you like, yeah, no. That's Mm-mm. a fact. Yeah. So I I think that we're responsible for what we do, and those people have to be responsible for what they do. Okay. Because we we have to acknowledge that there's bitter, bitterness, jealousy, envy, and all these other things at work. There's some people who look at you and be like, mm, I don't like the fact that he drives what he drives. He thinks he's better than me. Don't put that out there. I didn't say what you drive. Cut him in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some people, yeah. I, I, I can just about imagine you went to school and say, oh, she's light-skinned. She thinks she's better than everybody. Hey, oh, light bright. Uh-huh. Yeah, you. no, 100%. And you tall, that means you must play basketball. That's all you good at, huh? If he played basketball and that's all he good, oh, he think he the man. All the girls want him. Shout out Rolling Hills, man. (laughs) Don't put my school out there. BMW. What did you say? Y'all so crazy. Anyway, but. Again, again, we have an obligation to be who we are and we have to allow people the space and the latitude to be who they are. Right. Um, That does not mean we have to accept disrespect. 
That does not mean that we have to accept abuse or any of those other things that would not be conducive to who we are trying to grow to as a person. And I know I said we're going to transition to some other stuff, but we got, we run out of time. Okay, hold on. How do you uh, define love in the context of education and how might it impact the experiences of black students in particular? I need you to repeat that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, How do you personally define love in the context of education and how might it impact the experiences of black students in particular? It is a loaded question. Y'all want me to start? I, yes. I, I try to Please close do. Okay. Because okay. Because I hear you. Like I hear you. No, I had to close my eyes. No, the thing about it, I hear her, but I don't hear her. No, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I need you to well, start. Well, yeah. Like I read it. So, yeah, it's this one right here. It's this one right here, and it says, "How do I define love in right. the context of education?" Right. right. Gotcha. What I know about black students in black families, we're very, very relational. We go into school environments thinking that people would handle us the way that our families handle us or our friends or whoever our kin group is, right? And we go into these environments where people do not have the same upbringing, the same family structure that we grew up in, and we expect them to respond like our family would. And they're devoid of that emotion most times. And so what you're seeing on these school campuses is our babies, and I literally mean babies because right now we're dealing with a couple of cases with kindergartners. They're coming into a school structure. They're expecting that they will still be able to be treated as the baby because they're babies. And they're being met with suspension and expulsion because the people don't believe, one, that they are telling the truth, two, that they experience pain on the level of other children, and three, that they need to be handled with care, compassion, and concern. And so as I'm looking at it, um, in terms of education, education is devoid of love. They do not consider their students. They do not care for their students, especially if they don't look like them. Um, I can speak for me. Um, Before I got here, I never knew that it was this many problems because I never really had any problems growing up because all all of my teachers, like all the teachers that most of the teachers that I had really took me under their wing and was like really nurturing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I can almost think of every single school that I've gone to and I can pick out one or two Mm. teachers. What? I'm just thinking about one of the first complaints I got from you. you Yeah, but that was different. Uh huh. She didn't like me. That was, <laughs> she didn't like, see, when I, when I was talking, she didn't, I don't think she liked me because it was a lot of us in her class and that a lot of us, what athletes mm-hmm. in her class. And we was, we was, we was hurt, but, um, but yeah, um, I think for me personally, the, the care that the teacher showed me mm-hmm. and not seeing that like teachers now show that same type of care. It's before I got here, I didn't know. I thought that was something that everybody was like getting, Mm -hmm. but now it's like, this is alarming. Yeah. Because it's like, I had teachers. I have, I had a teacher that I had in seventh grade. He came to my 18th birthday. Mm. So it's like, and he still reaches out to me. So is it that the teachers are different nowadays? Like present day? I don't know. Because it's like because I'm with you. Yeah, I didn't experience very many issues um, growing up. Yeah. in in school, I went to Cordova Villa, went to Mills, went to Villa, Kit man. Carson, went back to Mills, 
graduated, uh, went to Cordova, then came out here to Valley High School where I graduated. I had a plethora Mm -hmm. of teachers who showed me love. Um, Two in particular, Miss Giles. I I know her name is Miss Evans now, but whatever. I don't call her that. I call her Miss Giles because that's who we knew her as. And Miss Lundahl, who uh, actually passed last year. We were in contact on Facebook. Um, When I tell you that they exhibited care, compassion, concern, um, encouragement, Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing a lot of that nowadays. And it's you're right. It's alarming. You know, at this pro at this time, because I had teachers that would be like, "Oh yeah, you're not, you don't, don't be in this class. You need to go to the other. You need to be in a higher Cause class." Because they, they know that some teachers are problematic. Yeah, or but they even, know that you're capable of yeah, more. They'd be like, "No, you're, this is too easy for you. You need to go do that." And like now, it's like teachers are the backwards. Oh, oh, you don't know that problem. You need to go into other math. You need to go into lower math. It's mm. like, so you think some regression happened? Yes. It feels like it to me because I'm like, I, I've never seen this many problems growing mm-hmm. up. Wow. You have an opinion? Um, kind Get of. in the microphone, love. Kind of. Um, I can't, I'm kind of agreeing with you. I never really had like issues with teachers. But like, I think working here mm-hmm. definitely. <laughs> like, Surprise. No, no like, like, I, like, I don't know. I just it's scary yeah and it's just like uh, i don't know it's it's just a lot and yeah it's alarming scary it's sad mm-hmm. because it's just like they're, <laughs> it's like they're babies you know and then it's yeah. just like they're not even getting treated like that yeah. so it's just like how are you supposed to categorize them right adrian uh for me i don't i never had any particular problems with teachers um, but I will say the only teacher that I've had that's shown me like care, compassion, and what I think is love was my sixth grade teacher. And she was the only black teacher I've ever had. And uh-huh. reason I say that is because I look back and how she taught me. And that was back when I was still at MLK and I didn't move to Rolling Hills, which is predominantly white. Uh-huh. Um, so I look back to how she treated me versus how Rolling Hills treated me. And was it drastically different? It was different in the sense of when my grades were falling, she'd come and talk to me. Mm-hmm. She'd ask me what's going on, and uh, she'd try to help me. When my grades were falling rolling hills, it's, okay, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's, Did they see- try to put you in special ed? No. Mm-hmm. Good. They weren't that huh? bad. I was in learning center for like three years in elementary school, but it was mm-hmm. just because, you know, fine, but mm-hmm. yeah. They did well, I'm glad to hear that they didn't yeah. put you in. They, they I would get detention. We're we're seeing that a lot nowadays oh. too, especially with our preschoolers being mm-hmm. identified as emotionally disturbed. Man, I had so many <laughs> for kid like behaviors. When I was in elementary school, I had so many friends that was in the uh in the little special ed classes that I never even knew that they were special ed classes. Yeah, they don't make I just it knew, seem like it is. Because mm. at my school we had twenty classrooms. And if you was in the grade that you're supposed to be in, it was either seventeen or eighteen. Mm-hmm. I, there was some people over there in the other class. I'm like why y'all know i never really asked because i didn't really care because i mean i didn't i didn't know no better i just knew i was focused on all right i gotta get these a's uh Mm. but (laughs) and i see y'all when we playing basketball that's all i was thinking about as a kid but then like now growing up and coming into this space i'm like them kids was really in there and they probably didn't even deserve to be in there Mm. yeah i think you kind of just like had a memory on me because like there was this kid it was this black kid 
and he was like the tallest in our class always. And then like he was in learning center or whatever, and he was gone all day. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he went to he went to some HBCU and he just graduated this year. But well, shout out to him. What's his name? Like, now, like looking back, I'm like, well, what's his name? Gonna, um, Stevin. Devin. Stevin. Stevin. That's yeah. Stefan. Stevin. Shout out to Stevin. Yeah. That's what's up. So. Um, and I know we're running out of time, but I really have to get this one last question in. Um, I don't know who put that link in that chat. I don't know what that is. Um we'll do links out here. anyway. Um, love is associated. Was that the one I wanted to do? No. How can love be a source of motivation for black youth when it comes to their academic and personal development? A source of what? A source of motivation oh. for black youth when it comes to their academic and personal development. Um, I can speak for me growing up. Uh, when I was, when I got A's, mm-hmm. I got a lot of love. So I kept wanting to get A's so I can get that love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So <laughs> I think what you said is that you like the incentives for achieving. Is that what yeah, the, the A's? Because like you job. got a lot of love. Yeah, the good job. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I think love like, is motivation for academic success. Yeah. Um, I think like like opportunities. I guess like so. Say like if you do get like good grades, you get to do this. Mm-hmm. So incentives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's pretty much what they said. Just wanting to hear that you're doing good mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. looking forward to making whoever you're getting that love from proud. And I think I know the question that you're asking now that I thought about it again. Okay. Give so me an answer. I think what you're trying <laughs> to get, the answer that you're trying to get is um, when you feel like a teacher loves you, then mm-hmm. you will, it, you will tend to perform better because you will want, I mean, because they give you that care and they actually take their time to try to teach you the certain things that you need to know mm-hmm. when you feel like a teacher doesn't care, then you'll be like, Oh, I don't care. Then cause it's like, she doesn't care about me. Why would I care about myself? Yeah. And, and I, I agree with that. I agree with incentivizing certain things. Um, what I would say is how can love be a source? First of all, we have to understand that we're in school for us and not for everybody around mm-hmm. us. Um, we have to c- carry ourselves as if we, not only value ourselves, but we value other people around us. That means I'm not trying to put my hands on you. I'm not trying to fight with you. I'm not even trying to use my mouth to harm you in terms of gossip and all that other foolishness, right? Um, another way that we can use love, because um, self-love has to be at the top, right? I'm there because I earned my place here. Nobody gave it to me and nobody's going to give me anything. So how we interpret self-love, that's cool. How we value other people around us, that's cool. Whether it be platonically, romantically, when you start dating and whatnot. Um, But always make sure that whatever relationship you're hooking yourself into, it's not one that is going to diminish your self-love because it doesn't matter how many people you're in a relationship with if you can't look at yourself and think yourself worthy of certain things. Um, when it comes to academic success, you're absolutely right. If I do not feel my teacher has any com- care, compassion, or concern for me, it's going to be very, very hard right. for me to exist in that. And I hate when people use the word resilience. Children should not have to survive their childhood to be in your freaking class. It should yeah. not happen. We should be able to understand that children have different learning phases that they're going to go through. 
and that we should develop our toolbox as adults to be able to usher them through there so that they don't have to talk about how they survived in your environment, that, but that how they thrived instead. I'm going through that right now with this teacher. He don't email me back. He don't em- email you back. I emailed that man eight times. And I still Not got eight. no email back. Who is his department chair? Africana Studies. Who is the person over Africana Studies? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to need you to look them up. Mm-hmm. Send another email and said, um, maybe this teacher is not available. However, can you point me to somebody who will be able to answer these questions? It's just so sad how teachers don't want to be teachers. Yeah. Come on now. And then he going to put in the email, or not an email, the class <laughs> Look, announcement. You feel it some type of way. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, because the dude in the class announcements, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I get your emails. But if it's a uh, FAQ, I'm not going to respond. Is it a frequently asked question? I don't think so. Cause that's Did the you way read yeah, I did. <laughs> we gonna work on that, Jalen. So listen, <laughs> we done ran out of time for today. Um, how do we understand love? Um, I think you have to look at the different types, um, be- become familiar with them, uh, read books. Like we've talked about the five love languages. We've talked about the different types of love. Um, and once you get an understanding of the different factions, the uh, complexities, uh, the different iterations of love. Um, and then you can figure out how you want to walk in that. And, and compartmentalize them. Yeah, and compartmentalize them. Because everybody will manifest differently. Yeah. Um, so we don't, there's not one right answer to understanding love. Nobody here is a love guru. Um, we're just dissecting certain things. You know, he's definitely not. At all. <laughs> While he over wow. here. <laughs> Good. At my, all. My like, <laughs> Ouch. Wow. Anyway, so we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna check you guys out next week. What is our what are we talking about next week, Devin? Oh Lord, it's dead dead air. Let's see. So we're talking about something. We'll do part two of our mindfulness series. So make sure you check us out next week, right here on Monday, 4 30 PST. Right here. We are Black versus the Board of Education. We're gonna hit y'all with this peace sign and pop up out of here. See y'all next week. Peace.